Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today we are back again to talk about The Mandalorian. Today we are talking about chapter... 14, right? Chapter 14, thank you, of The Mandalorian. <laughs> Honestly, I can't keep track anymore. Of the tragedy. Aww. Aww. <laughs> But anyway, before we get into The Mandalorian, as always, we are going to have a segment to counteract Gina Carano's transphobia and other negative behaviors. Because while we are covering The Mandalorian, we still want to acknowledge the issues that are present, especially because Disney has yet to acknowledge them. And I know a lot of people also have issue with Rosario Dawson yes. being ahsoka as well so we want to be supportive of our lgbtq community and do what we can to lend you a voice and to hear you first we'd like to remind you all that trans rights are human rights this is the way the fundraiser is still open the link to that will be both in the episode notes of this podcast as well as linked with the tweet for this episode for the second part of the segment we opened up a platform segment for the LGBTQ community, for anyone in that community to, to use this platform um, and to share their stories and why they like Star Wars, what it means to them, what the issue, like what, what's been going on with Gina Carano and Rosario Dawson, like how it's affecting them, what changes they want to see, and just generally any thoughts that they want to share because it is so important not just for us to acknowledge what exists, but also to give those people a platform and to raise up their voices as well at the same time. And today, we actually have a segment. Yay! <laughs> because we actually got a submission. Thank you to everyone who shared the thread last night. It got a lot of shares last night, and it was I really, really appreciated it. And yes, we are recording this the morning of, so pray for me. But I have to edit this right <laughs> afterwards. Anyway. Um, I am Allie, and thank you for editing. You do a wonderful job. Thank you. Anyway, today's segment is from Ian, and here is Ian. Hello, Knights of Ren. This is Ian. I saw your tweet about the season of Mandalorian and wanting to hear from voices in the LGBT community. I identify as transgender, non-binary. My preferred pronouns are they, them. And yeah, I guess I'll just get into it. It feels like with um, whether it's Disney, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, or whatever else, it I just don't understand why they haven't made some kind of statement. And with this, it particularly hurts because it feels as if they're reopening a newly healed wound. Um, you know, we clearly saw, and they even said with uh, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega, you know, they had played these characters uh, as in... Um, you know, being romantically uh, linked with each other and, you know, that's how they played it and um, that's how they imagined it going and, you know, kind of in trials, throwing it away and, you know, just giving us maybe a one-second kiss of um, a lesbian couple and... You know, just to have something kind of thrown in that can be easily edited for viewings in other countries, um, it, it hurts. Um, 
and to have well first off one actress come out and clearly be uh a bigot clearly be uh transphobic unacceptable and um you know it's just i i, I guess there's some contractual or legal stuff involved but you know just any kind of statement uh something even as simple as um you know happy pride day or you know shout out to our trans and non-binary siblings or you know our lgbtq fans like just i i don't get it i i don't understand um what has helped me get through this is being able to talk about it in spaces like this, being able to, you know, um, get on other podcasts, um, even, um, you know, it's sort of influenced me in starting up my own Star Wars themed podcast, making sure that our voices do get heard. People do see us and hear us and you know know that we're just human beings and that's you know that's to me what this is all about and um it's just a struggle seeing constant like just seeing not only gc but rd in media as well and with rd uh for me personally it that has been a interesting journey to say the least because um it's a little bit murkier but at the same time like you know they didn't need to hire her because of the allegations they knew about those allegations before they hired her um and you know you just don't need just because you know a fan suggests it on Twitter doesn't mean it necessarily needs to become a reality. Um, I would just like to see more representation that isn't in books, comic books, or video games. I really would like to see some real LGBTs and real queers in Star Wars, whether it's animation or live action um it just feels like we're being ignored and um it just it just hurts and and so um i i would just like to see some some more action on disney's or lucasfilm's part so thank you for letting me uh record this I, I really appreciate it. And it, it means a lot to me and others in the community as well. All right. That was great. Yeah. Thank you so much, am, Ian, for sharing. I, Ian, like, I, I cannot wait to hear your podcast. I think this is wonderful. Hopefully we can support you in whatever way we can to promote your podcast and what you need to share uh, with the community. But I agree with everything that they said. I think that that's wonderful that they are able to to share their feelings. 
Yes. Um, Ian's podcast is the Kitana Cast podcast. So okay. I'll recommend you check that out after this. Like, it was really impactful to hear those words and I really appreciate it. And just you can hear like how important and like impactful the lack of action is right now. Yes. And how how difficult it is from someone with that like perspective especially like obviously for us it's difficult but for someone who has those experiences and who wants to be able to see themselves in media it's it's really difficult for them so I definitely agree that it was like really important that we shared that and that's a big the biggest reason honestly why we're doing this segment is to raise up voices and to allow people to share stuff like this because it is so important and they, they everyone should be able to see themselves represented in Mm -hmm. the content that they're watching and that they love and there's really no reason to and and Ian's right in that we only got a tiny little bit of a a relationship in Tross of a a lesbian couple and that was it and we could we could have so much more especially like Seb and Callis and and obviously uh, Finn and Poe it was, I mean, all of those things were there. So I agree that we have the groundwork laid, but we could have more for everyone to, to feel represented. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, this is still open. So if you have thoughts you'd like to share, uh, you can DM those to us or email them to nightsofrenpodcast at gmail.com. It can be either an audio or a written message there's literally no deadline so honestly if you ever ever feel like you want to share we want to provide a platform and want to let you share your thoughts absolutely all right without further ado let's get into the mandalorian (laughs) okay as soon as i saw that title holy crap because we get like the cutest purest freaking scene in the beginning and then like the title comes up and you're like oh freaking god what is happening that, that entire opening scene with mando and baby yoda or grogu i guess we had to start calling him grogu i know <laughs> i have been i've been good i've been, I, I've like, been getting okay. better slowly <laughs> so so that entire interaction with mando calling him grogu and grogu looking and oh my kind god yeah and mando laughing and just him practicing the forest with baby or i'm sorry with grogu i just it was pure and i want to see more of that dynamic yeah yeah no i loved it so much especially like you were mentioning with like the way he like would say his name and then he'd look and then he would just laugh it was just, oh this is so pure i loved it so freaking much. and j- just hearing mando laugh yeah and, and just the the happiness like it was just a little little ball of happiness between the two of them and you could see their their relationship it wasn't like baby yoda grogu is not scared mando is in charge their dynamic is is solidified kind of you can see that between them and i so i didn't say this before i don't think i did (laughs) but part of me felt this and i i I wasn't sure. Okay, so in the last episode with Ahsoka, when Baby Yoda, Grogu, was talking with her telepathically, there was the possibility, and I don't know if I said it, but he could have said to Ahsoka that he didn't want to leave, and that's why 
That's why she didn't teach him. So that was a possibility. And I think that is what is occurring here. Because when Mando said to Grogu that he needs to be taught in the Jedi ways because he's too powerful for Mando, I, I think that there is a, a little bit of a sadness in Baby Yoda's face. I, I, I don't know. I, that's what I picked up there. Uh, I think it was just... It was so sweet, and I, I, I can see that Baby Yoda, Grogu, is struggling with that. Yeah, and I think that would, like you said, that would kind of explain why Ahsoka made it Grogu's choice by the end, and like you said, why she made that, why she made that decision. Yes. Um, because by making it Grogu's choice, like, you're not having to, like, fight Din on the subject, well, but you're also, like, allowing Grogu to make that choice ultimately. So, so here's a tiny bit of criticism that, <laughs> that we should have maybe in that instance, so that way we weren't hard on Ahsoka. True. She should have, like, there should have been a way that we could have seen it more, the viewer could have seen it more, that she's understanding there was that exchange with them when he was getting on the ship and she was standing there and she was nodding at Grogu. This is Ahsoka nodding at Grogu. Mm -hmm. Um, that there was a little bit of an exchange of nodding and, and, but you don't know what that was. That just could have been her saying like, Hey, we needed some form of acknowledgement that she's leaving him in the best hands. She could have said that to Din too. You know, she could have said to him, I'm leaving him in the most capable hands that I trust. Yeah. It, you know, it, could have been so, it could have been a sentence like that. So that way we could have assumed, oh, maybe it's because this is what Grogu wants. <laughs> and she sees that. I don't know. Yeah. So, so that would have been nice. But the, the line that he says, we're going to find that place you belong and they're going to take good care of you. I mean, can we slap the irony in our face more? <laughs> <laughs> he is. And I think, I think that's kind of why that line was delivered. I think it was for us to see and to say to ourselves, hmm, I think Baby Yoda is in the best place. And if you think about it, would, would Grogu want to go somewhere else? No. What, what happened with the Jedi? Bad things happened when he was with the Jedi. Yeah. Then he was locked away for God knows how many years in his pram to protect him. (laughs) And this is the first instance of of unconditional love that he's gotten from somebody. And I think it it shows a lot. (laughs) No, I think it shows a lot on that level that like every time he's used the force obviously outside of like the ending but the ending it was kind of just like a self-defense fighting kind of thing but like every other time he's used it has been like to help din in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. like even when he heals grief karga grief karga has like this relationship with din in a way and Mm -hmm. they're like in this like group together where did he saw value in that and it's just every way he does it is some way to help din so he has these wounds that are caused by like the trauma of his experience yes. with the jedi so opening up and using the force like when din is trying to train him mm-hmm. um, and and when he's trying to help Din, is like mm-hmm. it really shows that like that's the path he wants to be on, and that's the way he will like use this ability. So, and that's where I think we're leading. And this is, I think that we're going to see a non Jedi teach a Jedi. I think that's what's going to occur. 
Mm. Yeah, and I feel like if anything, if he's reaching out at all at this point for any Jedi, I feel like it's to help. Um, like I was saying, like to help Din in a way, I mm-hmm. guess. And like I feel like the only way he'd want to it like improve his abilities or whatever would be for that purpose but i still agree like i think that's an interesting point especially because um i'll get into it later but like talking about the different roles of mentorship and how people are seeing like boba as a possible mentor for din and like um and bo katan as a possible mentor for din like just looking at these different roles of people who can pass down knowledge to others yeah. and i think that's interesting yeah yeah the, i mean uh, if he does meet a jedi maybe that jedi is going to simply be a resource uh, i mean same as ahsoka i kind of am surprised we haven't gotten that but I have a feeling we're going, I have a feeling we're going to get a Jedi. I think that call was that, that Grogu put out there when he was sat on the scene stone. Mm-hmm. I think that that is going to be answered. We are going to get, because that wasn't completed, that left us hanging and we yeah. have no idea what occurred with Grogu during that time. Did he reach out and say, you know what? I don't want to be a Jedi, <laughs> but we would know. Yeah. I think. I, there would be there would be a way that it would be conveyed to us that that's the case unless we hear absolutely nothing. But I don't think so. I think that was there for a purpose, and we're going to see some sort of situation occur. Whether it be we see Yoda at some point, or somehow we're going to understand what occurred in that scene where Baby Yoda was put on the scene stone and in that light and we're going to find the the end culmination to it, I guess. And I guess, but, like, this is obviously speculation. I know we're jumping ahead a lot to yeah, this. we're kind of going stuff, all over the place. But, like, <laughs> we're going out of order today. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, no, but talking about the seeing stone a bit more, um, mm-hmm. I guess if it was, like, a Jedi-related thing, it kind of could explain why, A, it took so long, because what we've been told so far is there's not that many Jedi yeah. left, and B, because, like, it's that reaching out kind of thing where you would think yeah. that would take more effort, which is, like, why it makes him so tired, I guess. Yeah, and it would, I, I'm assuming it would just, it's gonna take him a long time, whether, <laughs> I mean, we, the only, the only Jedi we know right now are Luke, Leia, and- but Leia was going, I don't think Leia is, Leia was getting trained right now. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leia would be going through training right now. So, yeah, but it's still important but still, to acknowledge. Still, yeah. like people forget no, but that she would still see it or yeah. not see it. She would feel it. Um, yeah. So yeah. we have Luke, we have Leia, uh, we have Ezra and Ahsoka. Those are the four known and Jedi. Cal. Wait, is Cal? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Cal, because I don't play the game. So yeah, well, so Cal. Um, so we have five. Five. That we know of. We have we have questionable like Quinlan Boss. <laughs> Some people are tossing oh, out no. Mace Windu. Oh my God! Yeah, the survival story. So, whatever, whatever. I mean, these are there are possibilities. I know. So I, I I'm assuming someone's going to answer. I would love for that to be Luke because that makes to me the most logical sense. Mm-hmm. And how cool would it be for Baby Yoda to kind of go to the academy? But oh, don't no, 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 because he could leave prior to that's I'm not saying he's gonna stay, but maybe he'll go. I'm assuming like it'll be if he did go to the academy with Luke, he would do partial academy time there and a lot of time with Din, you know, 
Like it'd be a loose academy situation. <laughs> loose I don't academy. think I don't think Luke Luke wouldn't run the academy like the Jedi. Like it wouldn't be so hard and firm. And I also think because we talked a lot last week about how like why Ahsoka was the way she was with like the attachment stuff but i feel like because luke was the one who brought vader back specifically like obviously ahsoka knows vader's back but like luke was the one who took those actions so i don't think he i think he'd be fine with the father-son relationship because yeah. he had like a father-son relationship so. that's why i see that again this, that's why it's confusing with how ahsoka <laughs> behaved in that episode because yeah. she, she could have just been like you know like put her hand on din's shoulder and been like you know i i want to honor this relationship and I don't want to sever it I want it to strengthen and I don't want it to falter you know it could have been it could have been a a really positive message and and why she wanted them to stay together and explained it to him and I feel like even if they're trying to still add that like ambiguity like will they won't they kind of thing like will they stay together will they won't like I know they're still trying to like really push forward that narrative where Din is still really trying to accept the possibility of him staying yes but I still feel like like you said there's a way they probably could have done that yeah um, while still leaving it like ambiguous because like obviously Din is still like really in his like mindset so like (laughs) she could have she could have said there there is another way I want you to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. <laughs> That's pretty freaking ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So what did you think of the butterflies on the, uh, the scene stone? <laughs> My Ben Solo Raylo heart screamed. <laughs> yes. I, I couldn't believe that they had the butterflies there. Because we're, we, we only saw the butterflies, what, in the, the Rolo? Rolo. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I was rewatching Star Wars rollout to take I, notes. I was like, and it's also uh, somebody else pointed it out. I guess it was in a comic too. Yeah, I haven't read that comic, so I'm like, I'm gonna focus on the rollout either. stuff yeah. because, like, in that short, um, not only are they like associated with like Ben Solo, and obviously that's like a big thing for us, but like, yeah, which is very also they're kind of like <laughs> guides and like tied to discovery in that thing, mm-hmm. and so that's a lot. I've seen a lot like. Of people reasoning with why if if it was like obviously we don't know they watched star wars roll out and we're like we're gonna include some blue butterflies but like if they were included for that purpose that would like make sense because like obviously they're both going on this path of discovery and yes. like right now so <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, i thought it was really interesting that they put that in there i think there's going to be greater significance to that later i hope so no there is i, I know yeah. there is and i can't wait to delve further into seeing the butterflies and what they bring about mm-hmm. within lore so yay i love that yay. thank you star wars <laughs> add more of these elements for us <laughs> so when baby yoda gets on the scene stone it ignites and he's within this light that is impenetrable when Mando tries to touch it, obviously, I would assume you have to be a Jedi or Baby Yoda's master in order to touch him. Like, as we see with Ezra, whenever he touches holocrons and things like that, yeah. you have to have master and apprentice or two Jedi or two Sith of some sort. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to work. Mando keeps on trying and gets knocked out. Um, but he needs to go address the issue, which is we have the Slave One landing and Boba Fett coming out (laughs) and he has no idea anything about Boba Fett so like as soon as 
like we saw slave one and also seeing fennec in the intro i was like finally we're acknowledging all of this i was yes. like, so happy that both of those things were being acknowledged finally because like we were getting really worried that like the boba thing was literally just a one episode cameo <laughs> and um and also that like they wouldn't like get to the fennec stuff in in this season because it was really seeming like they were building so many plot points that it like that was not going to get touched on um because obviously we were left on like a cliffhanger for that and um yeah, no, I, I obviously he doesn't know anything about Boba Fett. And I want to also bring up the fact that, like, Din asks if, like, he's a Jedi. And I've seen a lot yes. of people be like, Din, do you only know two types of people? But I also want to remind you all that, like, even though it was, like, super fast, like, the whole reason they're there is to see if a Jedi shows up. <laughs> like, if he reaches yes. to a Jedi. So, I'm so like, he, he just wanted to know if it worked that quickly. That's yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, I would have asked the same thing. I would yeah. you, you don't know. That's, he doesn't know who he is. So like, yeah. That would be great. He's like, oh, thank God. This worked really fast. Let's go. <laughs> He's like, like a minute later. Wow. wow. This thing works great. Thanks, Ahsoka. <laughs> He's like, no, I want the armor. And he's like, my, my armor? armor? No. He's like, you're taking it off my dead, dead body. body. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And Boba's like, no, I don't want that armor. I want the other armor. Amanda's like, what? <laughs> what armor? <laughs> He's like, you want the broken down armor on the on the razor crest? No, <laughs> no, you're you're actually not gonna get that. <laughs> Like he didn't give it to him right away. Which yeah, I no, I've seen so many people be like, oh my god, he, he gave up so easily and gave it to him. And I'm like, no, oh, he excuse didn't. me, he didn't. <laughs> I was like, he this said one. he was going to shoot them. He didn't care. Like, Boba was explaining to Mando that this was his, that it was his father's. And Mando said, I don't know you, dude. I don't care. You don't know the creed. You're not getting this. Yeah, and... <laughs> he starts with that whole I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy like my father before me and like snaps her com combining Django and Luke's line like we stand um, <laughs> like nice little callbacks um, and then also when um, when he asks if he's sworn the creed he's um, like I give my allegiance to no one mm -hmm. and I noted the fact that like A this kind of really shows that he's really just about the armor and like his relationship to his father and not specifically yep. the Mandalorian stuff and also the fact that like it, it makes the whole past like I'm going to talk a lot about what I think about the watch and everything later but like it makes that all especially because we, we saw him in the clone wars and like i'll get into that later too because like i want to touch on that a bit um when we talk about the ending but um we saw him in the clone wars but like we haven't seen like that period between specifically like the when we see him in like empire strikes back and like when we see him in clone wars so like I, I, I think it's interesting, like, obviously, like Maria was saying, or telling me before the recording, like, obviously, he's gone through all these experiences, like, he put him in a Sarlacc pit, and, like, yeah, bounding outing, and it didn't work, there. but, like, yeah. but, like, I also think there's a layer to this, like, that we, 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 we're not yet aware of, I think, it makes yes. me interested, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm really interested, and I, I was really surprised with Boba's actions and the fact that he he offered Mando. I mean, instead of just straight killing Mando right there and and Grogu, he offered an exchange. He said, "I'll protect you and the child 
if you give me my armor. Yep. That's not the Boba that I know, you know, in, in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, mm -hmm. Boba in that would have just been, I'm shooting you and I'm taking my armor and I'm going, peace. Mm -hmm. But it, when you said he has no allegiance to anyone, he's kind of created his own creed in, in a way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's saying, I'm not, I'm not Mandalorian. We already knew that. And he's, <laughs> he's not supporting the empire, whatever nefarious forces are out there. And he's not going down the bounty hunter way because bounty hunter way, he would have just shot and taken his armor. So, which is rightfully his. So he's being respectful of Mando and his situation. And I, I think that shows a great change in Boba's character. And I'd like to see how he got there and, and saving Fennec Shan too. He didn't have to save her. And I, I really like what he said to Mando. It just, it really resonated with me. This is line and just the way he delivered it, everything just gave me goosebumps. He says, fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched when he talks about saving Fennec um, from the, the sands of Tatooine when she was left to die. And same with him. And, and finding that similarity between the two of them and that compassion in him, it just, it's really interesting. And I'd love to see that further as we go on throughout the rest of uh, the series. Yeah. If we can see that. I was going to touch on this later when we talked about the ending, but I want to touch on it now because I think it connects well to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, because so you were talking about how like the way that he acts is like really like out of like whoa Boba's gone through a lot of change and I also yeah. really love like that line about saving the wretched and stuff and like the way he saved Fennec and I also I think there's a combination of factors within this episode obviously once Baby Yoda's taken um a big part of that is the fact that he lost a father so he knows yes what that experience is like and he he's willing to and i think a big thing reason he's wants to protect the child um i'm calling him everything but Grogu. well now we can Grogu. call him that i mean you could call him the child baby literally i'm gonna call him everything but Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> the big reason he wants to protect grogu um is because he can like help salvage that relationship that he lost and also yeah um in the clone wars a big thing is him wanting to get revenge um and like kill mace and like avenge yeah. his father and then he goes to the Empire and he obviously ends up in a Sarlacc pit. So I think, like, after all of those experiences and honestly seemingly losing everything, it really helped him see, like, that no matter what path he takes, he needs to be that person to, like, help others in that way, I guess. Yeah. And, like, because the galaxy has obviously treated him in such a way and, like, he obviously hasn't found... Like, like, I don't know quite what I'm saying, but like... He, His happiness, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, he, he, he's turning it around, which I really love to see. And I, yes. yeah, I really like that. Uh, I mean, and to touch on what you said, uh, he sees that relationship with Grogu and Din, mm -hmm. just like he had with his father. And I think that kind of tugs at his heartstrings. And he wants to protect that when he didn't have anyone to protect that with him. and his dad yeah and i mean we we know how that devastated him in the clone wars yeah mm -hmm. when we saw him just spend <laughs> his entire life or childhood and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
I mean, that it shows a great change. Yes. And I, I'm not saying great as in like, it's great. I, of course, it's great that he's becoming a better person, but I, it is a great, massive change. Mm-hmm. It's a 180 degrees change for a character. And I love seeing that, that I'd love to see further how he, what pushed him toward kind of the light side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I just, really- I was like my pitch Allie. For, for that show, for the bounty hunter show. <laughs> the good bounty hunter. I, I like that. <laughs> bounty hunters. <laughs> if we could have a show with Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, and then we bring Ventress back, and then they go and look for these Imperials that are now popping up and they hunt them down, that's what I want. <laughs> that was the show I, I, I proposed to Allie. And, yeah. and then we get further information on how Boba became how he was and and yeah expand on his story and expand on Fennec's story which would be great mm-hmm. and like you were just saying about um Boba Fett and then I'll touch on like what I think about the series um I I liked that like because he like we were talking about earlier he's always coped in like unhealthy methods mm-hmm. whether it's been like hunting Mace Windu down and whatever means he can with like Ayla's uh, not Ayla's god I always call her Ayla's god what's her name um Mm, or or a sing. Oh my Sorry. gosh. Um <laughs> with oh. Aura Singh and then like she's the worst. But I mean she was meant to be the worst. But yeah, really, and then like, I dislike after... Aura Singh so much because she's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then even after like Plo Koon tries to talk to him, we still we still see him end up being a bounty hunter. So like he's obviously still coping through like unhealthy methods and trying like activities that aren't the best for others. But like yes. obviously um we're finally getting to see him like acknowledge other people and like I guess being thrown in a sarlacc really changes you. Like I was saying, I guess it maybe really is like that low of the low points that really makes you like realize, um, like if you can't like get any, like if the galaxy, like this is where you're going in the galaxy after all of that, maybe the best way is to like help others not have to experience what you've experienced, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah. They make the agreements. As soon as he took the jetpack off, it was like Kanan losing his lightsaber in Jedi Knight. I was like, oh, God, no. Okay, so <laughs> I, I watched this episode three, no, four times now, okay? Four times. So, so the first time I watched it, I was like, where did his jetpack? I mean, I, I remember him taking it off, but I'm like, where did it go? And then <laughs> when I watched it again, I, was, I watched it, and I'm like, did it get blown up or something? Yeah. And the third time I watched it, I'm like, I am watching where this jetpack goes. It just got left. Yeah, and a lot of people also brought up the fact that, like, where did it go? Called it. He's like <laughs> called it before. Like, even if he like is too. That's, like, okay, that's what I up, thought. He's like killed it with like his little gauntlet thing, and like, like I don't know. Okay, so that just I don't know. I got really frustrated with the jetpack because I'm like. <laughs> If you take it off, you need to put it on immediately. But he obviously got distracted yeah. after he took it off for yeah. Boba. He did not put it back on. Yeah. And then, then the stormtroopers, the Imperial stormtroopers, <laughs> landed. And he attempts to go up and grab Grogu. And they're going to hold off. They, as in... Boba and Fennec are going to hold off the Imperial forces so he can go get the baby. Yeah. I 
love the action so much two episodes oh, in a was, row okay so the this action sequence was the best yes just the best just the hands best. down the best hands down the best <laughs> i think out of both seasons actually like i'm going to give it that honestly yeah it really because, was like like in the sin it's like a shootout in last episode it's still like it, it was cool but it was like it was very not simplistic but like it was like obviously like what more can you do with like a sphere and a lightsaber you're not gonna be able to do like that much more um but like with this like yeah, you have sharpshooter you have boba with his and stuff that was cool but that was just a normal chase we see lots of chases yeah. Yeah, but, like, here you actually get, like, you get, like, Fennec, who's, like, a sharpshooter. You get, yes. like, Boba with his, whatever it's called. Like, um, and then, like, you get to see Tuscan Raider. It was a, yeah. it's a Tuscan Raider tool or tool. weapon. <laughs> yeah, and then you get, like. Tool to kill. <laughs> and then you get, like, later him with his armor and all the little gadgets and stuff that come with that with his, like, oh. and everything. It's just, like, oh, there's just so much different action. And, like, and they each get their turn, which is really neat. And it makes sense. It's not, it's not something that. It looks forced. We start out with Boba and Fennec holding ground. Boba gets his chance to just smash, smash, smash. And he just takes out stormtroopers left and right. Fennec is shooting. Mando's trying to get Baby Yoda out of the scene stone portal thing. Light. Portal thing. But he can't get him out and he keeps getting knocked out. <laughs> I'm like, Mando is so persistent. He does he not is. give up. Like, but I wouldn't want to get knocked out that many times. Know, That's right? the problem. Because like, then you're missing stuff and you're like, what if I got knocked out and I'm not going to protect Grogu? Exactly. Why do you rather stand guard than like try to knock yourself out like 50 times? And by the way, call your jetpack while you're at it, dude. Exactly. God. They, like, forgot that was a thing, even though they did it, like, two episodes ago. I, I did, That was so confusing. That really frustrated me. Like, that, I think that's one of my one big, like, what? Like, what? <laughs> of that episode. That was my, that's my one critique. Where's the jetpack, you guys? <laughs> yeah. Like, we get it was really cute when he was flying with Baby Yoda, but, like, what else is the jetpack going to do? No, but it's, it's the, the point of the jetpack is its usefulness. And right yeah. now, the usefulness is he's up on a hill. As in Mando and Grogu are on a hill and all the action is beneath and he needs to be able to access between the two. Mm -hmm. So I, I would have liked to have seen it and maybe, I don't know, something to come of it. By the way, what happened to the bow rifle? Um, it was in the ship, is, is what I've seen people say. Okay, because I, I was wondering where that was. So it's gone. It's bye-bye. It's, okay. no, it's not there anymore. <laughs> no, but um, so... It also, it's like I was saying earlier with, like, the whole, as soon as he took it off, it was, like, Kanan losing his lightsaber and I knew stuff was bad. Like, um, I, I had a feeling as soon as he took it off, he wasn't going to put it back on. Like, I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they made, they, it's funny because they make such a point that it's. Yeah. So, it, it, the, the whole jetpack thing just kind of. I don't know. I, I was sad. And I, I assumed because he never got it back at the end of the episode, my assumption was it had to have blown up. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, like, 
they were that near the ship. I and like, wouldn't it make a big explosion? I don't know. I just especially because like when when the imperial ships come, like we see them go like around and land in like a separate area. Yeah. So I, you know what would have been neat <laughs> is if Fanic Shand had used that to blow it up, and then we'd see it the destruction. So then it would have made sense. <laughs> So I don't know that that would have been interesting, mm-hmm. but see, I I like how everyone got their chance. We see Boba get his chance at the stormtroopers. Then Fennec Shand, she is the only one defending everyone for a while because Boba sees the Razor Crest and he's like, "Here's my chance. I'm gonna Woo! get." Which I mean, he should because I mean, didn't this involve would- the ship like? parenting one-on-one even if your child's with you like don't and and didn't pretty much agreed to the terms that boba had set you know so like (laughs) it was it was pretty well agreed upon so go get your stuff while it's there yeah done the same i mean but like good thing he left the ship open i know (laughs) unless he like looked over he did like an automatic ship (laughs) he could because he has those controls too so like he knows how to open a ship and he doesn't know how to get a jetpack all right all right i know that's frustrating (laughs) i i just i thought it was really i i really liked that whole fennec shand action sequence that was amazing when she jumped down <gasps> yes the everyone. Jump. oh my god yes i i'm gonna live by that yeah. for the next year some other stuff i loved about the secret I I <laughs> yes 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 i love Venex Shan so much i want i've been wanting to draw her lately so much but i haven't i've been doing finals so i've been deprived it's, it sucks but so a couple other things i liked about the sequence i loved like the stormtroopers commentary at that one point like towards the beginning of it um it was funny um and then the uh, uh oh gosh the music too i loved the like whatever i don't know if it's like their rendition of boba's theme or whatever but like whatever music they played whenever boba was like i think it was yeah it It was just like oh so good it was it was very suspenseful (laughs) suspenseful it was though everything i i don't i don't have any critique other than what happened to the jetpack honestly yeah (laughs) i understand why he didn't have the jetpack because then after they take out I mean, obviously, Moff Gideon is is distracting Mando or testing him by sending down the two um, troopers uh, transports. So obviously, he's trying to distract him uh, by doing that or wear him down. And then he sends in the dark troopers from up top, and they land in. I I assume they're completely robotic, correct? Yes, and also okay. um, when when din finally like leaves like first ah why second um the way he says it like i'll be back soon and like just the echoiness because like obviously it's from like we get a lot of grogu's perspective in this but like whenever we get those grogu perspective shots it's like echoey so the way it just like, echoes and of course oh, because he's in the portal leaves. or white yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as he leaves, of course, that's when Baby Yoda's done. I know. Yeah, Din tries to get Baby Yoda out of the sea or off of the seeing stone, out of the portal, and and we think maybe Baby Yoda can slightly hear him through it, like he's underwater. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And and Din says, "Okay." He sees other transport. He's like, "I gotta go help them because they're gonna die down there." Yeah. Me. And Fennec would have. I mean, she got completely surrounded. Till 
Mando came down and then yeah. Boba came in and just decimated everyone. But the second that Din says that, of course, BB Yoda wakes up and collapses on the scene stone. And he doesn't have a way of, of letting Mando know that he's awake and needs help or anything. And then the dark troopers land and take baby Yoda right away. And Mando doesn't have his jetpack. Actually, before the, the dark troopers come, RIP Razor Crest. It gets oh, yes. Exploded. I'm sorry. I, I know. Okay. I, forgot the, I forgot the big boom. The big yeah. boom. And it felt like it was in retaliation because... Boba had blown up both of the oh, transports. I really like <laughs> because I mean, how, how, Moff Gideon didn't know there were two Mandalorians down there, or well, in Mandalorian <laughs> gear, and so he blows up the Razor Crest in retaliation for blowing up the. Yeah, I was like, God, they helped. They hit Slave One real good, didn't they? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did because because Slave One didn't get blown up. Yeah. And when Boba got back in it, he didn't try and shoot it down either which i thought was interesting hmm. that was weird yeah that's that's weird but that's it, what i was i was thinking that too last night i was like why aren't you blowing up the other show? or trying to at least trying to blow it up like yeah because i mean i guess maybe they were scared that they might hit the the dark, the dark troopers, troopers? I, that's my only reason <laughs> is that they were scared that they might hit the dark troopers with baby yoda so they're mm. like we're not shooting anything once they're up in the air I, that's that's all I could think of. Yeah, yeah. But then they have, and there is the tragedy. There's <laughs> Lots the tragedy. of tragedy in this episode. <laughs> no, I, that's, the, that's the major tragedy is yeah, that Baby yeah. Yoda is taken from Din. But uh, to me, I'm like, we know he's going to get him back. That, that has to occur. So I, I have hope. So I'm not falling into the tragedy. <laughs> mm. Because yeah, he has a good team. He already has. Boba has said, I'm not going to leave you <laughs> until you get your baby back. Yeah. And dang it, Boba did good. Yeah. And so did Fennec. And when, like, because obviously Grogu is, like, tired and, like, the Dark mm-hmm. Troopers take him. And then I, I like that because I don't know. A lot of people have talked about this, but, like, you can really like see the emotion again with even with the helmet off and like also the fact that like when they're like running after the dark troops i love like the tension and peril like they keep showing the that too and it's like oh it between the two of them, it's yes. just like oh it's so good like you can feel the like energy and rushing to like get there in time and it's just, oh i love it and then i think yeah, before we get the Empire stuff, we get walking through the wreckage, and of course, of course, I knew he was gonna find the ball, and as soon as he found it, I was oh, like, of course, after, in the, in the ashes of the Razor Crest, oh. he finds, all he finds is the ball and his Beskar spear. And his Beskar spear. <laughs> Apparently the ball was made out of Beskar, too, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Mando History 101 part. Here we go. (laughs) So when, so Boba Fett shows Mando his chain code in the armor. First point of many I have for this section. I've seen people say that Boba is lying. Boba should not have that armor all because in Clone Wars, Almec says I have, like, no idea how Django Fett... Django Fett is... A, he doesn't just say Django Fett's not a Mandalorian, but he mm-hmm. says, I have no idea how he got that armor. 
two things I want to bring up. Okay. First off, Almec could have been lying. Almec has been a schmuck. Almec has lied about many. Almec's bad. Like life. Second point. Actually, I kind of have three. Second okay. point. Um, <laughs> I've seen people say it's because he's with Death Watch. Um, he only becomes a part of Death Watch when he's used as a puppet with for Maul because Maul uses him to like lead his little like charade thing. Yes. Death Watch until then. And then third point is we learn next in this that Django was a foundling and he fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. Anyone who's not a Mandalorian history buff. The Mandalorian Civil Wars were basically the wars that took place in between, like, the time of the New Mandalorians, like, Satine's thing, like, New Mandalorian pacifist society and, like, the ancient warrior kind of ways. It was basically, like, a war where, like, you know, it was, like, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were aiding Satine because they were sending bounty hunters after her, and it was just a big war on, like, wars on Mandalore trying to determine Mandalore's future. So this was, like... This was prior to the Clone Wars, so and prior to Satine's rule. So obviously, Almec could have come into power afterwards. So obviously, he could have not even have been there when he got the armor and the first. Yes, <laughs> so- I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust what Olmec says. And and anyway, he did say we don't know how he got the armor, and Boba is explaining it now. <laughs> so I don't know why anyone's upset about it because they just did it. Ex- exactly what Olmec said they didn't know. So <laughs> we're just getting the backstory. Yay! Why yeah. is anyone getting mad about the backstory? I trust what Boba is saying. If, I wouldn't trust what Boba is saying if Boba left Mando high and dry right now, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So therefore he's proving he's trustworthy. He hasn't done anything untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. He saved Fennec. He didn't have to do that. Hmm, people. So- yeah so next thing lots Mm -hmm. of things so everyone heard my little theorizing segment on twitter and on our here episode um so i was kind of proved wrong in a way but also kind of still could be right um so i had previously theorized that like the watch really like solidified when like all the stuff with like Maul really happened like like I I said it basically like solidified and became like prominent during the times of like the Clone Wars and especially like even later like I I I always knew the watch was a progressive thing and I still think especially after getting this knowledge that it's a progressive thing but I had previously thought the watch formed a lot later but because we learned that Django um we like I said we learned that Django was a foundling and that he even from the Mandalorian Civil Wars, which means that Django was a uh, was uh, foundling like pre prequels, so like pre 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 prequels, because this is obviously like when Obi Wan's really young and falling in love with Satine and stuff, or well, they're falling in love with each other, but like you know what I mean. Um, and so I think it really is. It goes down to my new kind of idea. Of this is that over time the watch um the watch becomes more and more isolated over time mm-hmm. because he the fact that Django fought in the Mandalorian civil wars but he yes. was a foundling really shows that this watch thing didn't become as cultish and separated as we see it in the Mandalorian until much later which i really think shows the progressive growth of the watch and the way it changes because i really do think it's still an extension of death watch 
Yeah. Although it's not in the way I originally theorized with like Maul and stuff, like that Mm -hmm. is what caused the real division. I still think it progressively went through a lot of different stages. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, It definitely did. And we saw it go through those stages in the Clone Wars and through Rebels. Yeah. It just so anyone that would say it'd be one way or has to be one it it obviously has changed and evolved. Yeah, I I just I told Maria it boggles my mind that it goes that far back, especially because pre-Mandalorian Civil Wars, Mandalore was still largely in their ancient ways. Yes. And the watch is a return to the ancient way of Mandalore, which is why I believe this war is i feel like it can't go back much further than the mandalorian civil wars due to the fact that that's when satine was really aiming to come into power and i I, obviously like i've i've even tweeted this my brain is like still trying to like piece together the pieces so this is my thoughts today but like and i'm trying to I'm like, trying to follow this too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a whole thing. There's like so much that goes into this, but I honestly, at this point, I'm interested. I'm really hoping when we get the Kenobi series, because like obviously people have said with the Kenobi series that they hope to see flashbacks with, and me too, I've said this too, that we see flashbacks with like Satine and Obi-Wan. Um, and I'm, I, I know they, I'm hoping they either touch on it in that series or in a different series about like where Mandalore was at that time. Because like, like I've said on every platform I've talked about it, it's still a very big time period. Like I all think we they really will. Know, all we really know is it was like a fight between the Mandalorians, warrior ways and the pacifist ways and that Satine was running away from bounty hunters with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. That's like all we know. I, so. I, I think that they, I think that they are. And I think that, um, I, I hope we might, maybe we will get some info on how uh, Baby Yoda was rescued in the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. You don't know, but. Yeah, yeah there's will. a lot of stuff they can touch on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we can, um, we can find that information out and maybe that they will include the, um, that information in there too about the Mandalorians. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I could see them doing both. And I, I am going to hold on to the fact that I do think Obi-Wan was the one that saved Grogu. Yeah. I honestly because remember, they, he was hidden in the temple. Yeah. So anyone that's like, oh, it couldn't have been Obi-Wan because he, we saw what occurred in Revenge of the Sith. But remember, he goes back. We don't know what, they're not going to show us every tiny detail. Maybe he grabbed Baby Yoda when he went back and Baby Yoda was hidden in the temple. Yeah, the two theories I've seen now has been, have been Obi-Wan or Mace Windu because people are still that Mace Windu survived trade. So like, I don't know. (laughs) Heck, maybe, maybe it could be, maybe Obi-Wan finds Mace. They both say Baby Yoda. That would be wonderful. I would love that. I I would really love that. Um. So we, we will see. I'm not sure. We'll see. So he goes back to uh, Navarro, right? That's Navarro. Yes, at the end. Yeah. The end is them, is Boba Fett taking Din to Navarro because Navarro. he has to ask for help finding Mayfeld. Mayfeld? Whoa. Which I, didn't, I honestly, okay, so that was one I was not expecting to see again. I'm not, I'm not, I know some people are really into that character, but I wasn't just because, because he's a backstabber. (laughs) 
So I'm not like, yeah, let's go back to the backstabber. I mean, I think the biggest thing I re- <laughs> way I reacted was like, oh my God, more season one comments. I know. I, and I, I am not, I, I knew we were going to get that. We all got to go gear up and save the baby at some point because of course this is something that the show has to watch and like follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and actually <laughs> it's funny because my boyfriend brought it up. Yep. He said it, it's very redundant, the storyline. Yep. It's that we have, and he saw it. He's like, we have Mando and Baby Yoda, and they're <laughs> going to find someone. They're going to become friends, and they're going to take out the bad guy. And then, and then we get to the larger one is that someone's hunting Baby Yoda. Obviously, that would be the Imperial forces. And they're going to try and take Baby Yoda. So that's the greater one. And, and we know at some point we're going to have to rescue Baby Yoda. So, mm-hmm. And we're following the same pattern from season one. So we might want to, in season three, kind of change that yeah. <laughs> a little if we can. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... It'd be nice if we could go into a teaching. Thing. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like for this season, it still works because I yes. feel like the stakes have really been raised this season, even more so than they were in season one. And I feel like the situation, even though it's technically kind of the same, because, like, we got to get Baby Yoda, like, but, like, this time they more directly do have Baby Yoda. And, yes. um, and I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'm just... Let's watch yeah. for season three. We don't want to do that. Yeah. I was just trying to give some like reasoning to why. Oh no no! And I, I, it makes it does make complete sense. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs> what I'm saying is is to make sure we vary that up a little for season three. Mm-hmm. Toss that teaching in there, guys, because we got to get Baby Yoda back. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, maybe that was that could be the change in the dynamic too. I don't know. No. I know. I, I'm not saying it's good. I can't wait. Like, no, no. What if? What if the Empire keeps Baby Yoda for season three? That's a possibility. Wait, but are they like sucking all the blood the out of him? Up. Like, no. There, there would have to be a way that they hold off on it. I don't, I don't know what, but like they, maybe is a good. I think he's a good guy. Maybe ish. But then why does he say to send a message to Dr. Pershing at the he, end of the thing? <laughs> I, I mean, Dr. Pershing tries to keep Baby Yoda alive. So. Yeah, last yeah, time, and then yeah. this time. It's I know, he like made it gonna clear crack. he's going to take him out. But. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe they discover, like, I don't know what they would discover, but maybe they, like, discover something, and they're like, oh, wow, he's better to us alive, or something. I don't know. There you go, yeah. I don't know. That's a possibility. Because, maybe like, they find another Jedi that has more. Yeah, and, like, like, like even with, like, we're obviously about to talk about this next scene, but, like, even with, like, Moff Gideon's, like, line, like, I know he's just teasing maybe when he says, like, you're not ready to play with such things, but maybe. Like, lightsaber. Hmm, baby Yoda, maybe I'm like keeping you a lot around for longer than I say I am. I don't know. I who knows, but it'll be interesting what they do for the next episode. How many episodes do we have left? Two. Just Yoda. like last time. That's what people have said. Because Good. last time reckoning and redemption and we, it's the same same timeline. Same. Good. So so we're gonna have two full episodes of Din and his crew that he's yep. obviously getting together. Now he's getting his crew together. Yep. So, are we going to see Bo-Katan and Ahsoka again for 
the finale. I feel like at least Bo-Katan. I don't know I, about Ahsoka. But I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka. I really don't. I think we're going to see Bo, though, for sure. Yeah. Bo, Boba, Mando, all Fennec. together. That's going to – and Fennec. That's – I mean, because you said the other one, the other two Mandos – um, they won't be there. I'm aren't going to be there. So it just—it would have been nice if we had like a bigger. I, I'm. I obviously I'm skipping. Um, Cara Dune. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep on forgetting, and we should say that Cara Dune was made a a New Republic he had marshal. A quick turnaround. That was the quickest for like a, one and three four seasons she has been like i am done serving yeah never serving i hate the prospect of working like that and here she is like i'm doing it yeah sure she says like not quite but like still she's still like i have to follow the rules i'm here living my best yeah so now she can't look up the information but then (laughs) when uh because she's a new republic marshal now but when when din tells her that they have the kid she, I think, opens up and looks oh, yeah. to find where Mayfeld is so he can get him. I don't know exactly what he's going to do with Mayfeld. Oh, wait, <laughs> he, he, he said he needs him to break onto the... To locate. To, to locate. locate. So I think it's because Mayfeld is, like, really good at probably tracking, like, ship. Okay. I guess maybe he we'll was, like, the out. one who located the prison ship in that one episode, in the prison. I mean, he's a funny character, so well, it'll, like, be, yeah. it'll be good banter because... Everyone else is so serious, so I can see why they would bring him in. Because we have Bo, we have Boba. These are all really, like, Fennec. They're not, like, well, Fennec did have a couple funny jokes in there. Like, I like her wit. Yeah, no, no, no. Everyone's different relationships with Mando. It's going to be so chaotic, especially with Mayfield, because, like, he left Mayfield in, like, a prison. So, like, you know, like. But it's, everyone's so protective of Mando that, like, I mean, Boba will be in Fennec and. And then here's Mayfield, like... <laughs> I just, I love Fennec so much. Yes! I just, yeah. I love Fennec Shan so much. No, I was and, so happy. And Fennec, it's just so everyone knows, they, they did the emoji after her name. Fennec is actually a fox, just so everyone knows. It's a, it is an actual fox in real life. I've seen it so many times at the safari park in, in San Diego County. It's one of my favorites. So when, <laughs> when they said her name, I was like, the fox it is the cutest desert it's a desert fox too. it has really big ears it is it's precious if anyone wants look it up it is the cutest little sweet baby fox and i, I, I saw, love that they use that name okay so when i finally do get when i finally do get a chance to draw her i will draw her with a baby fox <gasps> there we go yes okay i will love oh my gosh i love it so much oh you should do it like on her arm oh that'd be what? so cute like on her arm Oh my god, yes. Okay. okay. Oh my okay. gosh, that'd be so cute. Yes, sorry. Um, so, somebody. <laughs> oh my gosh. So back to um the Stormtrooper Moff Gideon scene. Baby had his little breaths afterwards. Oh my god, they broke my heart. He's just like breathing so like shallowly, and I'm just like, baby Yoda, no. And they cuff him. The little widow cuffs, his widow cuffs. Baby. Clink that- clink. Baby shackles. Baby shackles. The Empire would have. How the heck do you have height? Like, shackles. What are those, like, inch shackles or something? (laughs) Oh my God. Wow, the Empire is really dark. They have baby shackles. Like, okay. (laughs) Capture some babies today, you know? 
yeah baby shackles was crazy (laughs) baby baby yoda is left on the imperial star destroyer oh i really quick too i want i i do want to say the line i mean fennec fennec sham brought up the point she's like what the heck the empire is still here oh yeah we kind of skipped over that yeah yeah. when she sees the imperial star destroyer she's like what and she's like i thought they were gone we're in the new republic now yeah and boba's like apparently not i saw it with mine own eyes yeah so i i Okay, so I would like to say thank you, Star Wars, for acknowledging this. I, we need further story to explain why we still have the Empire. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I hope we have something that explains how that transitions into the First Order or, and or the separation mm-hmm. between the two. There, is, mm-hmm. there a, was there a moment where they sever? Was there a moment when the first order's like, I'm going to be the first order? Was there a moment when, when Palpatine's like, you know what? Let's pull all the Imperial forces. We're going to hide them in Exegol for a while now, lay low and let the first order arise. Yeah. They, we need that explanation, but it seems like they're starting to give us that groundwork. Yeah. When this happened and I still saw people saying, can't wait to see the transition to the first order on Twitter. I was like, I almost wanted to like reply with the, because Maria and I talked a lot about this in our um, siege episode because like I, this really brings back that points, the points we were making about the final order, like, because we're not quite sure where they're going with this, (laughs) but like you said, they're clearly laying more framework by how much they're still calling this the empire, like, 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 long live the empire, like, says that line, and then there's, like, even, like, this, where they're, like, oh my god, the empire's back, the empire, the empire, so, like, I really still think they're trying to just do the, the whole trusting, and, like, we were even saying in that episode, like, the first order doesn't really seem to have any knowledge of like this final order thing yes so clearly there is like or the empire thing. either so we don't i mean they don't acknowledge yeah. in this they don't acknowledge the empire or the first order yeah so, so there clearly is like a lot of isolation so like uh, <laughs> this stuff's clearly gonna stay very very out of rim and not get much wait that's really interesting I really think she's going to die now. Who? Kara. Because otherwise she could, like, really... Hmm. Hmm. Because like, if she's really involved, and this is, like, the Empire part of the Final Order, then she'd really have a good understanding. Because it, it's, it's, like, it's like how um, when that officer comes and he asks Grief Karga, like, what was happening, and Grief is being, like, very shady and not telling him much, and, mm-hmm. like, then the, the officer leaves, and he's like, oh my god, there's all these, like, these, like, things happening, and we're not quite sure, like, what it's leading to, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe that's, like, maybe she just can't put two and two together, and there's just not enough information, but I, I think that's a possibility. Maybe I'm just looking for a way to her to die. I don't well, know. Well, I, I mean, it- it makes sense to, because they're building her up so much that yeah, yeah that and you. I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. I don't now. know. <laughs> you're right because it would make sense. Like they made her, her character evolve so much, and then it would have a greater impact for her to to die in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like we can't have her like being like the empire. 
the empire. Yes. <laughs> the empire. <laughs> I don't even know. So it's I see what you're saying, and yeah, yeah. it would it would make sense. I don't know because they they are of any of the characters, the growth she's getting probably the most. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Besides Din and and the little bit that we're getting of of Grogu growing ish. Mm-hmm. And she's, I think her character is developing the most. Well, and Grief Karga too, obviously. And if anyone's going to play like the sacrificial role at this time, I feel like it would be her because like I've seen people say it's going to be Boba, but a lot of people have also brought up, including me, the fact that like Boba and Din are both foundlings and Boba can really, like this is what I was talking about earlier, Boba can really kind of be like a mentor for Din in the ways that like A, they have shared experience based on this, B, they are both like foundlings in a way so they kind of have similar ground and like C, Boba's really tried to find his own place in the galaxy and he's finally come to this place where like he's gone through all this growth and development and like finding his path and so like obviously there's a lot of guidance he can provide provide in that way so like I don't think it's going to be rationale B of bringing a character back that has been in a sarlacc pit exactly how long and then you kill him yeah yeah what? I don't know no, why people are speculating that. I don't, I don't. I would throw my computer out the window because it's like, why you would be wasting his growth. Yeah. Of, of, and we've laid so much groundwork for Boba. Yeah. That it wouldn't make sense to, to do that. And yeah. then, I mean, yes, we have, we have her, we have her, but we, and, and we see the growth in, in her character but his growth is is significant and he has such a larger backstory than her yeah and he still has like so much more role to play like i hate saying that in a way like i i've seen not this is completely separate from gina chrono i'm not like defending yeah, her at yeah, all. No, no, yeah. I, it's all about cardoon we've yes. seen like cardoon go through a lot of like like growth and development yes. and stuff so Kind of but, like but what I, I, IG went through. Yeah. We're, I think, and we need to look at those parallels between the two seasons. Yeah. And, and, and she's like, it would be this similar. Level, like, yes. where, like, sure, she could have more growth, but like, it's not in the level of like Boba, where we, he still has a clear role to play in the story in the future that we haven't yet gotten to. So, and it would play a great, um, it would, it would have a great impact on both Din and. Uh, Grogu if she did die as a sacrifice to save them and I'm really hoping that on on the subject of Bogotan and Boba Fett I'm hoping that because we we hear from Boba Fett that he's like I will serve you as long and until like the child is back in your care but I'm really mm-hmm. hoping he sticks the law around for longer because I, I feel like in two episodes, because I'm assuming, unless we, like I, unless you said, like, we don't get him back by the end of the season, in two episodes, I feel like you can't touch on what you could touch on and, like, experiment with, with his character. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you can't do that. Yeah, no, no, we can't do that. No, and especially with what they have to accomplish. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get some of that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But it'll only be a, a tiny bit because we have to get, I mean, Mando doesn't have a ship. We have to get a ship. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get, are we going to get a replacement? That's what people are saying. I'm sorry to everyone who bought the Lego. No, everyone was saying that. Like, like I saw pictures of people who like hadn't finished building it. Well, now you know what you can do with your razor crest. Take your bat out and just smash it. And and that's what happens with the razor crest. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I, I usually, I mean, I buy Legos. We have so many Star Wars Legos. It's not even funny. I'm surprised I didn't buy this one yet. I have not. I just haven't, I haven't bought any Legos in a little bit. I would have for Christmas. <laughs> now I'm glad I yeah, I was like multi-braining it. I was like, okay, so either he's going to find the ball and that's going to be like all he has left and it's going to be really emotional or the ball's going to, like, this is going to be like the ball being gone and like it parallels Baby Yoda being gone. I don't know. Like he finds like the dust of the ball. All he finds is the, the ball. That's all he gets is the razor crest. So I, we have a lot to do and we have to get through the uh, Star Destroyer wherever Moff Gideon ends up. God yeah. knows where a Moff Gideon Where is he going? Is he gonna, are we actually going to get to a lab where we see baby Snokes and oh my baby God. Palpatines? <laughs> we might see baby Snokes and baby Palpatines. Baby Snokes and baby Palpatines. Who? Baby that's sure. going to be interesting. <laughs> Sith babies everywhere. Babies everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. They'll be the Sith nursery. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, like, they are bringing up, like, the whole Outer Rim thing again. So, I don't know. I'm just interested to see where they go. And, by the way, where's Thrawn? I mean, good God, we have to get that one in there. Really? I thought... I, thought I don't know. Whatever. We're leaving that for a separate thing. I'm just saying, because they... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not the one that wrote this. They did. True, they true. Did. <laughs> we have to include where's Thrawn. Sorry, that was... Every, anyone that needs to understand this, I was being sarcastic right there. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, I don't want to know where Thrawn is. <laughs> Thrawn, I love you, but you need your own show with exactly. Else. You're over here and and animated because I need that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Not anything against live action, but I'm sorry, but when I analyze animation to live action. The, the amount of content that I have to go through and information for animation versus live action is significant. <laughs> and I need, I need that for, for Ezra and further on. They, they, they deserve that. Any other thoughts on the next two episodes or like this episode or anything? <laughs> I, this was my favorite episode of the season. I know I had said that about not the last one, but the, I, I said that about 12, but this is my favorite. I, it's probably going to be my favorite, I think, for this entire season, just because we're, we're reaching the climax here, and it, this is just going to be falling action into place from here on out. Um, I'd like to see how things work out. Are we going to find another Jedi? That I'm excited about. Are we going to find another Jedi? Mm. Crossing fingers. <laughs> that would be so cool. What if it's somebody we're not expecting? Come on, give me something like a, I want a mind blower. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't give me Ezra. Don't give me Luke. Give me somebody like Quinlan Voss where I'm like, whoa, I want, I want a major whoa. I know everyone was super excited to see Ahsoka, but we knew that that one was coming. Yeah, that was and, and That was, it, again, it's hard for me to get super excited about it just because that's attached to Rosario Dawson and yeah. we have that entire situation attached to it so yeah I, I struggle there and plus i just the yeah her ahsoka's storyline yeah. so i struggle with yeah. but i would love to see another jedi in there i would love to see din take that lead as teacher for baby yoda yeah and what about you ali going off like the whole like leak situation i saw a lot of people saying this and i definitely agree this was like a big thing for this episode because like 
everything prior to this, we either had trailer footage or we had leaks. Like, mm. we, we, we had, we knew that there was a ton of stuff on, like, Bo-Katan showing up. We knew there yep. was a ton of leaks on Ahsoka showing up. Yep. We saw the stuff with, like, with the siege in the trailer. We saw the stuff on Tatooine in the trailer. Mm. Like, like this was the first episode yes. we nothing from. And it was so worth it on so many levels because not only like was it awesome to see like new content and be surprised but like this episode itself like you said was amazing so I really enjoyed it it just it was so well done it was cohesive yeah and also I love the fact that it's like the shortest but like like you were saying like it's really good and like that that's another like thing that's like you don't need like, because everyone's like, oh, originally the rumor was that the Ahsoka episode was going to be 58 minutes, and everyone was like, oh my god, it's going to be 58 minutes, it's going to be so cool. This shows you don't need a 58 minutes no. episode for it to be cool. <laughs> as long as you are cohesive and you answer all your questions, this, this episode answered the questions that it posed, and not just that, but it was filling in holes that we needed from prior plots that they left open for us. Yeah. So, uh, on many folds, it it was a very informative episode, but it, it propelled the plot forward so much. And bravo on all of those fronts. Yeah. And it, it solidified and, and furthered Din and Baby Yoda's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. And I would love to see more of that. Mm-hmm. We will see, but we're not gonna we're not gonna see Baby Yoda and Din together though. <laughs> in the next episode, yeah, hopefully in the final yeah. episode. But like like I was saying, like this episode we got a lot more of Grogu's perspective. Like we yes. even talked about this last episode about how it's like largely from Din's perspective. But like in these last couple episodes, and I also like like in these last couple episodes we've been getting a lot more of like other characters perspectives and like while i think mm-hmm. like it's still largely gonna be through dins i think in yeah. a way this is like this is a good sign because a lot of people were in a way because like a lot of people were worried that like one or the other storylines would get overshadowed and not that's what i was worried dins about or baby yoda or god i keep calling baby yoda or grogu it's gonna take me a while guys i'm sorry yeah, that's okay um, but like, it's taking me a while too. No, I, I saw some people <laughs> saying like anyone who still calls him Baby Yoda is denying the truth and they're awful. And I'm like, geez, calm down. It takes people a while to like remember the change. Yeah. Um, but like, like we were worried about them not showing enough of either one of their storylines. But I think the fact that like we're opening perspective a bit more makes it where that we probably will have more chance to see that more. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. And as for my thoughts on the future, I echo mm-hmm. a lot of yours. I, I, like I said earlier on um, an earlier episode, I really hope to see more with Bo-Katan and Din. I'm interested because if Bo-Katan is in this episode, I, I, part of me thinks either, so if she's in this episode, it's either going to be a cross duel. Oh, I've also seen some people say this. Hmm. The, the possibility the, I hated that I couldn't reply to this conversation yesterday because it was like a one of those like Twitter conversations where you can't reply if you're like not being followed by the person. Um, but there was a conversation oh. on Twitter that's like speculating that maybe the dark saber is the only thing that can cut through Beskar. So I I think I, it's true. So then we wouldn't be yes. able to see a multi duel. So I think that would still because a lot of people were like, "Oh, he has the spear now; he can fight Moff Gideon." And but if the best if 
the dark saber can cut through Beskar, then obviously he can't. So I really hope that Bo-Katan's there then, because otherwise we're kind of screwed if that's the case. So I, I, I don't I know. I'm just because you and I talked about this before. Yeah. For the Clone Wars. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see like what I'm hoping to get more Bogotan and then I'm interested to see if, it's gonna, she, oh, if she does come into play in this episode, how she comes into play. She how has to because it makes, it makes complete sense because Bogotan, she's going to want to because Moff Gideon has the dark saber. Yeah. And so she can go get it if she go. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I, I'm interested to see what they do with the dark saber stuff, especially because there was that article um, that came up prior to the season where the actor was like, "You're going to learn a lot more about Moff Gideon than this season." Mm-hmm. And while we have gotten more from Moff Gideon than this season, I feel like there's still more there based yes. on the emphasis he put on. You're going to learn more yeah. about this character. So yeah. I really do think she's going to come into play because I, I I don't see. I feel like that's really a way to like bring that out, especially because there's going to be a lot of conflict there in relation to the Darksaber. Well, that's going to be a really awesome fight between <laughs> Moff Gideon and Bo-Katan. That's yes. going to be amazing. Yes. It would suck though if Mando lost his freaking spear thing in like one episode. Um, <laughs> he can't. The Darksaber cuts through it. No. <laughs> he can't. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So Bo-Katan, please get there before. Yeah, <laughs> like freaking gets his spear cut in half. No, oh, no, that's not gonna happen. Oh my god, I don't, I, I don't think so. Anyway, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> this is all speculation. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Ali underscore M underscore Andrews. You can follow Marie on Twitter at Mayor of the Galaxy. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, podcast.com, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Knights of Ren, Instagram at Knights underscore of Ren, and Facebook at Knights of Ren. And other than that, make sure you all check out Trans Rights or Human Rights, This Is The Way, and participate in our segment if you want to. You can either send those written or audio submissions to Podcast at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you all come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.